Grace and peace to you from Harvester Reformational Church in Milnerton, Cape Town, the mother city of South Africa. Founding Apostle Andre and Prophet Nola Pelser have reached almost 100 nations to date, fulfilling the great command to love and the great commission to go into all the world, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and making disciples of Jesus Christ. May God confirm the preaching of his word with signs and wonders following in your life. For free sermon notes, visit www.harvesterchurch.net and click on the sermons tab. Search for the topics you need and keep spreading the word. Remember that some of these teachings are also available on DVD from Pelser Media. So contact Apostle Aja Pelser at A-J-E-P-E-L-S-E-R at gmail.com for more information. Now, here is Apostle Aja Pelser. So our theme today is faith. We've been working through it. Last week we started, and I want to continue with that with your permission. Is that okay? Mornay wanted a new sermon for the website. I said, listen. Pastor Mornay, it's like, where's the new sermon for today? I want to show you how to put it on. It's a new system. I said, hey, I'm so busy with last week's sermon. I didn't get a chance to finish it. The people interrupted me too much. I had to stick on certain subjects because they weren't getting it quick enough. And I had to explain myself. And lost my eight at the club it. So today we're going to look at the, the, the concepts of faith, the configurations of faith, the configurations that release the force of faith. Amen? A lot of people say, I have faith, but their faith has no force or power. Yeah. The idea is that your faith is aligned and configured with God's word and God's principles so that it will work effectively. Amen? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. I also want to agree that the worship was wonderful today and that the Lord was doing some things. Sometimes it feels, you know, Jesus on the cross, He said, God, why have you forsaken me? He felt forsaken. But God raised Him from the dead. He didn't forsake Him. Amen. But He felt forsaken. And I think sometimes it's good to be real about how you feel with the Lord. The Lord, it doesn't feel like you're fighting for me, but your word says that you are fighting for me. But it feels like I'm alone here. But today, like we saw with our brother, he's not alone. The devil wants him to think he's alone. But the devil is a liar. So you've got to fight those thoughts that say, well, I'm forsaken, no one cares about me, I'm not going to be able to... I'm not going to be able to kill this giant. This mountain is too big. This crisis is too long. This trial of my faith is never ending. Sound familiar? That's the accuser. That's the liar speaking to you. You need to silence those words. And you know, praise and worship like today is very, very important in your life. You need to find a place in your, in your week to worship God like this. And not just wait for Sundays. And you can do it by yourself. You can stick your hands up in your office and just go. Just that. The the stretching out of the hands like this. Is a thankful expression of praise called yada. Yada etinitna. So when you think it's getting too much, just lift your hands up. 
But you know what? This is also a funnel, eh? You can also draw on God's power like this. You say thank you, but He also fills you. I do this a lot. I'm on my face a lot before God. I get on my face more than some other religions. And I'm on my face and I prostrate before the Lord. And in that, in those, that place of humility and utter dependence on God, God lifts up the humble. And He gives grace to the humble. He gives you the power you need. He gives you the, the thoughts that you need about what you're facing. But these are tools that you can use. And praise and worship is a, is a very neglected part of the Christian walk of faith these days. Because we've got so much other media that keeps us busy, we tend to forget that we have tools to use to worship and to fight in the Spirit. So just humming a little tune, the Bible says, sing and make melody in your heart to the Lord. Sometimes just humming. If You know, I whistle a happy tune and every single time the happiness in the tune convinces me that I'm not afraid, you know. We can do the Disney um, playlist now, you know. But a, but a happy tune with a spiritual substance, you, you know, makes me happy, 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 happy. You're going to be, be, be humming that this week. And you'll be facing terrible odds. But you'll be overcoming because you're happy in believing. I don't see the result yet, but I have joy in believing. This is the, this is the fight. I'm praying for my family member to start serving the Lord properly. It's not happening. I'm not seeing it. It's getting worse. He makes me happy, happy, happy. Well, maybe he doesn't make you happy right now. Well, trust the Lord to change that. Amen. Yeah, there was some interesting dancing there by Apostle Lee and Prophet Lynette today. They were doing some warfare dancing, weren't they? That, I haven't seen that for a while. And they, they hit a note there in the spiritual realm. I wish you could see what I... Turn around. Let the church see what you're doing sometimes. Because I'm, I'm getting the, the full... The full expression of, of the dance. And Lee was breaking things in the spirit and walls and all sorts of stuff. I knew what he was doing and he knew what he was doing. Did you know what he was doing? How many of you picked up that Lee was warfare dancing? Yes, come on. You know. That was some good stuff. Do you know, I think the cameraman also didn't pick it up. It's like, oh, the people. Sometimes you need to get in here and, and film from the front and see what I see. Maybe you need to get a drum cam on my head. <laughs> look there, look there. Look here what the Lord is doing. Get a number three camera, you know. <laughs> Do you know how many cameras there are on Formula One? Huh? Something like 140 cameras. Each with a cameraman. In one race. We've got two cameras. For something much more important. I'm going to have more cameras. I'm going to have more cameras. It's coming. Yeah, in chapter 12 it says the race of faith. You need to see it from, from different angles. So, chapter 11 says, Now faith is the substance of things we hope for, the evidence of things not seen. 
Everybody say that together. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Have you heard that song by, by, by the, the prisoners? Do you know the prisoners band? Yeah. Who has never seen our production, The Prisoners? Okay. We, we've got it online now. Can we send you a link? Then you can watch it on your phone or on your TV. And uh, there's a song in there where Paul and Silas are going on their, their mission trip. And remember, they get locked up. I don't want to give you spoilers. I don't know if you've probably read Acts 16, but I don't want to give you any spoilers for our, our, our movie. But uh, there's a point where they sing, Faith is now, it is not a memory. It's the substance of the things we are hoping for. Faith is now, it is not a memory. Faith brings the victory to the door. The stories of Abraham aren't fairy tales. The stories of Abraham are true. If you will believe the things that Abraham did, the same things will happen to you and you and you. Faith is now. I was, you're going to start singing with me or am I going to carry on singing by myself karaoke style? It is not a memory. It's the substance of the things you are hoping for. Faith is now. It is not a memory. Faith brings the victory to the door. That's it. Yeah, give yourself a hand. They can sing. They can sing, Chantal. Yes, with, with the moss, you know. It's making it hard to breathe. I can't sing. Oh, I can't talk. Yeah, the mossed bull. At the barn. Okay, so... The... So Apostle Andre took that, now faith is, and he said, faith is? When must you believe? Yes. You can't just go, you can't just go on yesterday, and you can't just think for tomorrow. You've got to believe for now. What do I have faith for right now? What substance do I have in my life? What has God done in my life up till now that has developed a confident trust in His ability? What word has He given me that has caused faith to rise up in my heart? Because I've heard a word about the situation I'm in. I've read a word. I've heard preaching on it. Someone has encouraged me with a prophecy. I've got all this. What does that look like? Gather that together into substance and start forming now what you're believing for. Like clay. Faith is the substance. Faith is not, I hope. It's not a vain hope. It's not like, you know, maybe it'll happen. Maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. That's like saying, she loves me, she loves me not. She loves me, she loves me not. You can't have, she loves me, she loves me not faith. Because God either loves you or He doesn't. Amen? And if you trust that God loves you, that He's your Father, and His Word has spoken over your life, and some of those words have already come to pass, you take that, you say, well, you know what? God has helped me before, He can help me now. And then you find out exactly what instruction He's given you, and you step with that faith, you take the next step for now, and you create, God uses your faith to create that thing that doesn't exist in your life. Amen? 
We used to do this with chairs when we used to have chairs in our church. Then you step on the one chair, and then they bring the next chair, and then you step on that chair. And as you step, the next chair comes. We get people to move the chairs around for you. So you're stepping on the different things. Step. And you step, you know. And then they bring the next one. And that's how faith works. It's like Iceman. Have you seen those, those, those characters, Marvel characters? There's an Iceman that as he goes, he creates ice and then he slides on the ice. And then it melts. Someone wants to come behind him, can't do it because it's gone. He only has ice for now, for the next step. There's nothing in front of him, but there he is. But that's kind of how faith works. And other people look at your lives and they go, how did you do that? How did you get there? You didn't have a budget. I know you. I know who you're from. How did that happen? It's called faith. It's substance for things you hope for. It's evidence for things that you don't see. Amen? And you can't always go on what you see. We have to go on what we believe. And what do we believe right now? Well, I believe this. I can do this. This is what I have faith for. And then God comes and He, and he like super boosts that. Does that make sense? It makes sense. If you, you've been in that situation, it'll make sense to you. I think the Holy Spirit is reminding you of a few times now where you've used substance in your life. So it is a now thing. What can I do now about this problem? Holy Spirit, I've got faith to do this. If I do this, will you do the rest? Huh? You do your best and the rest is faith. But you've got to do something. Lord, pr- provide for Anwar. Oh, shame. His family's kicking him out. Oh, shame. We'll just pray for him. Well, what can we do about it? Hey? It's simple. And you know, it's a mountain to him. But in this room, God has provided for his next few weeks. Like this. Faith is now. And it doesn't help I phone around on Tuesday and say, Is there anybody that has tools? Faith is now. I heard about the problem. The Holy Spirit said to me, now. Then it releases things, you see. And it's almost like if you don't go now, it's gone. You have to wait for another faith to come for that. Then it might take long. It's like the promised land, you know. Here are the Israelites. They've been in slavery for 400 years. God leads them out. Do you think it was God's plan to keep them in the desert for 40 years after 400 years of slavery? No. But some people didn't have faith. Oh no, the giants are too big. We like grasshoppers in their sights. And they're carrying grapes between them, you know, big bunches like this. And Oh no, we're all going to die. Caleb and Joshua go, No man, those giants are like grasshoppers in our sight. Read it. We can take them. God will help us. We can take them. Come on, guys. And two out of the twelve believe, but ten guys don't. So God allows those ten guys and their generation to die out in the wilderness. And He raises a new generation that only understands faith. And then He takes the faith generation into the promised land. And they destroy all those giants one by one. Eventually David also killed some of them. Huh? But lack of faith can keep you walking around in circles for the rest of your life. It is actually not an option. Faith has to be now. Or you're going to walk around forever. Faith is now, doubt is a long time. 40 years. So change your operating system. And this is what I'm getting to today. 
We're talking about some keywords, some configurations that release the force of faith. It must be now. And it must be based on new, the new creation that you are. So let's look at that scripture verse in um, Corinthians. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And how many of you know that you're a new creation in Christ? Amen. But uh, to understand how that applies to your faith, I'll show you the link. The good news there in chapter 16, it says, From now on we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet we know Him thus no longer. We know Him as the Son of God. When someone comes to Jesus, uh, you can't look at them like they used to be. Yeah, I can for you. I know where you come from. I know what you used to do. I know you. No, you have to know them after the Spirit now. Their spirit has been rejuvenated. They're a new creature in Christ Jesus. It says, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Old things have passed away. Old things. What's that old good that you What you can there's old things in your life holding you back make a list take that ash you know burn it I love burning stuff don't you love burning things you need to take some of those old things in your life and burn it why are you keeping photographs of people that hurt you and did things against you just burn everything why are you holding on to the past just you know I'm a missionary's kid so we used to move a lot so we threw things I like throwing things away if you want some help with that, I'll come and burn stuff with you. I'll come. It's actually fun for me. I'll come to your house and we'll do an apostolic burnout. All the rubbish in your life and all the old stuff. Yeah. Why do you have photographs of your old girlfriends, Neil? Stop it. I, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You want to check it out? Neil's my friend. I can make a joke. No, he, he loves his lovely Jasmine. But... Why are you going back on Facebook and looking at what they're all doing? They lie, man. <laughs> Feeling happy, you know? And they, they surround themselves with people and things like that. Wow, look at them. They're so successful. They're so happy. They're going to parties. Wow. And you get depressed. It's useless. It's a useless exercise. Hey? Cut it off. Burn it. Huh? Burn. Let the fire come. Burn the old things. My puppy. I'm preaching about my puppy because it's a big part of my life right now, you know. I had to cleanse. Uh, you know, I've got a Persian copper that I play drums on. I've got the. That doesn't lift up and fly and things like that, but it's a pretty nice carpet and I waited a long time to get a proper drum carpet and it's, it's the right color and all that and. I teach my children, you know, the children that I teach drums, they come there. My one drummer sits there on Tuesday and he goes, So does your puppy like to come here and do its thing? <laughs> Jed. <laughs> Jed, such a gentleman. I say, 
Does your, does your puppy like to come and pee here in this corner? Yes, Jed. I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> He's like, let's be on with the stink spoot. <laughs> So the puppy also peed on my, I've got a, you know you get these, these, these cardboard shelves that you put your lever arch files in. So I put my drum books in there next to the drum. This is a temporary drum shelf. <laughs> yeah. Now it's taken on a whole, you know, new smell. Um, so the puppy targeted my drum corner. You know, and you can smell everything. And it kind of like, I don't know, when it evaporates, those crystals get stronger. And it's gone into my drum books and my drum shelf. And I'm like, things I've been collecting for 20 years, the puppy just goes, ah, it's paper. (laughs) So I decided I'm going to burn this thing. It smells. I'm going to clean my carpet. I'm going to get a steam cleaner. I'm going to do the whole thing. I'm going to... I'm going to reform my drum room again so I want to sit there and practice. Because right now my, my practicing has gone down because I, I can't breathe anymore. You know? I don't even want to brine him. Because he's taken over, you know. So then I went outside and I make this, I make this big fire. And the puppy came and sat there with me. <laughs> what you doing? So I'm burning the thing you peed on. That's what I'm doing. Thank you. Okay. Puppies are like, whatever. Afterwards, she fetched some of the embers and brought it back inside the house. Thank you, puppy. Yeah, I see you like burning things. I fetch it for you. I'll bring it back in the house. Thank you. <laughs> Coal everywhere. <laughs> and I burned it. You know how satisfying it was for me to burn that thing? You know how satisfying? I, was, I, I, I saw my burnt, all the rubbish we're going through in ministry, all that tax we've had on our building. I saw my burnt, all the accusations thrown at us. I saw my burnt, everything they're trying to do with Anwar. I saw my burnt, everything that's coming. I said, burn, buddy. Come on. Burn, baby. Burn. Damn. It's a satisfying thing to do. That's why brides are so nice. Men stand around the fire. Yeah, daar brand alles. All die nonsens wordt gebrand. Gooi het in. Just throw it in there. Throw in all the problems you're having. Throw in all the attacks the devil's had on your family. All the things that people say. Amen. All the old things that the devil reminds you of, burn it. Burn it. Your old ways and the old habits and addictions and things like that, burn it. Burn it. Burn it. What people said about your old life, burn that. Photocopies of your old life that the devil brings back into your face and say, Look, I know you are. I've got photocopies. Bring it here. I'm going to burn it, devil. And you're also going to burn one day. Let me make a big fire so that you can see where you're going. And I'm going to have season tickets watching the devil burn forever. I hate his works. Jesus says, I am manifest to destroy the works of Satan. I hate what he does to people. I hate his ways. I hate sin. I hate his lies. I hate Satan's works in people's lives. Do you want to see me become a tiger? Satan must touch one of you. Then the shepherd in me stands up. Amen. We're going to destroy the works of Satan in people's lives. 
That's how you pray, you see. And remember that people aren't your problem. Right? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. Spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. So they use people. And we get upset with a person like a bull gets upset with a, with a red dookie. It's not the red dookie that's, that's your problem. Huh? It's the matador. Satan's behind things. Stop getting upset with people. That's why I asked him first, before we did anything for him, I said, have you forgiven your family that have treated you badly? Because if God pours blessings on you and you have a root of bitterness, it won't be a blessing. I think something God wants to do in this country is remove the root of bitterness in different cultures. I can see it. When people, I can hear it when people speak. There's a bitterness, there's a resentment. And you know what? It's old things that they resent. It's 20 years old, it's 30 years old. God wants to remove that from this country. It might just save us as a nation. But just listen to people speak. The resentment, the bitterness. And you know what? You know what? That bitterness, and all, it dries you up on the inside. It kills you eventually. Stop being bitter towards people. And turn your focus on what the enemy is doing. And let the Holy Spirit rise up in you and the Lion of Judah rise up in you. And let him destroy the works of the devil. And you say, the Lord Jesus rebukes you, Satan. Say it with me. The Lord Jesus rebukes you, Satan. And you apply that in people's lives. You apply that in the situation. It's not the person. It's not even your boss. It's not the work. It's not the economy. It's not this. It's not that. It's not even COVID. The Lord Jesus rebukes you, Satan, because by His stripes we were healed. It's not China, guys. Stop blaming China for everything. It's Satan trying to destroy. It's always Him. Give the credit where the credit is due. Amen. And uh, he's come to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, how many of you have had stuff stolen from you? Relationships, things, all that. Okay, okay. How many things have? How many people have faced destruction in their lives? We think, wow, it's just destruction. Who do you think is the source of that? That's not God. That's your adversary. You know, this week we we're tackling some things regarding this. But you know what? We have an adversary that hates it when people worship God like you did this morning. Why? Because he's losing. That's why. If he weren't losing, he wouldn't be coming up against us. Trying to disrupt what we do. Trying to stop us. Trying to prevent our building going up. Trying to prevent us going on missions. Trying to prevent us gathering. It's him. He's a loser. Jesus is the winner. We've chosen the right team. We've backed the right team. Amen. So now, you just got to keep playing. Keep playing. Keep applying the principles of your coach. Amen. Don't lose heart in doing good. Don't grow weary in doing good. For in good time you will receive your reward. Some of you have received it already. And you're like, hallelujah. I'm on my way to heaven. But some other people might have not received it yet. So go help them. Don't just think about yourself and think, okay, us four and no more. You know. When God has helped your faith, go and strengthen the faith of others. Like we did today. This is what we should do. And it's not just materially. You know, 
Giving someone just a, a shoulder. Just putting your hand on your brother's shoulder like we did today. We acted it out. Just praying with them and standing with them through this and encouraging them. Send them a prophecy. Do something. Amen? This is how faith works. And it is in the now and it is in the new creation identity that we have in Christ. Make a list of those old things. Burn them. Get them out of your life. Stop saying, I am I am just like that. You're a new creature in Christ. You need to discover who you are. Do you know where you discover that? By functioning in a church. As you do things for the Lord in a church, you discover things in your own life that you didn't know was there or that you thought had died. God raises you up and now you're a manager and you've got an office. I'm excited about that. I'm going to visit you there. God turns you into a CEO. One of, our, one of our members, faithful, many years. Company treated him not so well. God changes things for him. He becomes a CEO. His company does well throughout the COVID situation. Incredible stuff. Huh? And I found people in the church, as they start to function with their heart and serve as unto the Lord, not unto a man. God raises them up and turns them into something beautiful. And other people outside the church see it. And they get promoted. You discover your measure of faith right here in church. Start doing something. Start thinking about other people. Start, stop, stop focusing on your own problems. And start seeing how you can help other people with theirs. And you'll see how the, the anointing starts flowing through your life. And uh, your life becomes much more meaningful without you even trying. I tell you, I get such a kick out of speaking to people about their dreams. Like I, I sit with them and I talk, they talk a little bit. I make notes about their entire life. I, I look at it and I see, oh, look at that. Look at this pattern. Look at that. Wow, this is where they're missing it. Okay, they need some help there. I don't tell them all these things that's going on in my head 100 miles an hour. I'm like, wow, I can see what God can do. I can see what they can do. How am I going to help them see it? Oh, I don't know. Holy Spirit, help give them insight into who they are. Teach them how to read the Bible. Teach them how to look into the mirror of the Word to see what kind of men they really are. You're a new creature. All things have become new. Now here, here's the thing. Who makes all things new? Who makes all things new? Well, let's look at Revelation chapter 21. I'm going to read the whole chapter for you uh, from verse 1 to 8. Okay, Not the whole chapter, the first, first few verses. And you're going to see how He makes all things new. Jesus is the one that renews. You know, New Year's resolution doesn't always work. You need the new creation reality of Jesus in you. And that will work. Some of you are regretting that you signed up for gym at your New Year's resolution this year. To Mark Lady Gyms too. Now you have to do Pilates with the net on your television. But it, doesn't help, it doesn't count if you just watch it. Eh? You actually have to do the exercises. Yeah, I, I exercised through the whole of the lockdown. I, I watched several episodes of, of Pilates exercise with the net. 
<laughs> now, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea. I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Do you know what that means? God dwells amongst men. We, he inhabits our praises. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's what that means. Did you feel God in this place today when you worshipped Him? That's what it means. His tabernacle is amongst men. We're already seeing the, the glimpses of this in our meetings. When we come together, and when you pray, when you have a moment with God, that's happening. He will dwell with them, they shall be His people. God Himself will be with them and be their God. There's your promise. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. The old has passed away. Old things have passed away, all things have become new. There in your Bible, write a reference, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Your new creature is already tapping into a kingdom coming. The realities of God's kingdom, where He wipes away your tears, where there's no more pain and death, you're tapping into that now, by faith, because of your new operating system, your new creature that relates to Him. Verse 5, it says, Then He who sat on the throne says, Behold, I make all things new. Doesn't that sound like Corinthians? Behold, all things have become new. All things have passed away, and behold, all things are made new. Jesus says to you today, Behold, I make all things in your life new. I've got some old things that need to be made new, I promise you. I need an overhaul in some areas. Isn't it great to get new gear? Like when you play soccer and you get sponsored and you get new gear. Don't you want to play like better? Get like new boots. It's like, now, now I'm going to run. Now I'm going to score goals. You know, I love new cricket gear. Like when you get new, new gloves, I bat for hours, you know. When I get a new cricket bat, I put it in, I, I, I oil it. Do you know what to do with a new cricket bat? The willow comes from England where it's very humid. Here it's very dry. So in the old days we'd put the bat in the shower so that the, the, not in the shower to get wet, next to the shower, so that the, the, the steam can open up the pores. And when the pores are open up, we take our finger and we, we oil it with linseed oil. Then you leave it like that for a while. Uh, some guys leave it under their beds, some guys leave it in their beds. When I got married, I got a new cricket bat, I leave it under my bed. Chantal didn't understand why I wanted a cricket bat in my bed. So this is my weapon. It goes everywhere with me. <laughs> New cricket bat. The smell. The sound. It's your, it's your weapon of warfare. You defend yourself with it, but you also attack with it. New cricket bat. Tell you what. It's one of the best things you can get a boy. It's a new, new sports equipment. It's fantastic, man. Huh? New piano. See what happens since she got a new piano. record and Amen. New venue. 
Yeah, new types of chairs. <laughs> he makes all things new. He said to me, Right, for these words are, are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and end. I will give of the fountain of water to, of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. <laughs> who shall inherit all things? He who overcomes old things and allows him to make new things will inherit all things. Are you getting this? The things that you, where you've overcome old things and you've allowed God to renew your mind about it. Change your way of thinking. Change your way of behaving. Change your operating system according to Christ's operating system. He will let you inherit all things. Just let it sink in. I will be his God and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. If you cower in the face of your challenge, you can't inherit all things. It's not a time to be fearful. It's not a time to cower. It's not a time to be doubtful about the future. It's a time to renew your thinking according to His Word. Overcome old things. Let Him make all things new in your life and you'll inherit all the things God has for you. Everything. All means all. Even if you look it up in the Greek. All does not mean some. All means everything God has for you, you can have. If you overcome those old patterns in your life. Break with it. Overcome some old relationships. Cut those soul ties. You want to get married? Cut some old soul ties with old people. Because it will come back at you. Break it. Take hold of the new. Make sure that you clean of those things so that the new relationship can flourish. So that you can inherit all things that God has for that new relationship. Amen? There's things that God's given you as a family. Fight for it. Deal with the old things. Get over the old things. Make sure that you've forgiven the old things. Because if you're harboring unforgiveness, you can't inherit all things. Yes? If God can do it for someone else, He can do it for you. We're here today. You know, those of you still waiting for tools. If God can give someone else tools, He can give you tools. Yes? You can inherit all things, but maybe God wants you to deal with some old things. Throw out some of the old ways of work, some of the old tool, toolboxes. You need to call the old obsolete. Not absolute, obsolete. Ne? If you don't call it obsolete and say, that's it, I'm finished with this. You keep looking back. And what happens when you look back? You, know, you can't walk straight. You need to look at that little light that God shows you and keep your focus. And walk straight towards it. That light of revelation of the new that God's giving you, you've got to focus on it and walk straight and don't look behind you. Huh? If you're plowing, 
You need to look ahead. You can't look behind you. Oh, well, I gave up this and I gave up that. And, oh, but that was better than Fleischpotter van Egypte. Israelites, it's better for us to go back into slavery than to be with you, Moses. Really? <laughs> Build the pyramids. Is that better for you? Yeah, at least there we could eat, even though we were slaves. That's what they said to him. That whole generation died. God waited. And he fed them manna and quails every day, and then the new generation came, and he prepared them to enter their promised land. And they took everything. They took all. They got cities they didn't build. They got vineyards and orchards they didn't plant. They got a land flowing with milk and honey that was promised to the previous generation. But they didn't overcome old things. And they died out. God only let Joshua and Caleb not die out. And Caleb was already old. He's like, And he went and took a city. as like an 80 year old or something. Hey? I'm not missing out on my inheritance. Hey Joshua, yo Caleb, I'm going to fight tomorrow. You're coming with me. Yo, I'm coming with you. Let's go. We're going to take our promised land. Yahoo! Took their promised land. Fought. Somebody fought really well and he took the hill and he gave, Caleb gave his daughter to one of the champions that helped him fight. It's a great story. The Bible's a really good book. You should read it. Good, great stories in there. Huh? And great stories that will build your faith. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. As I'm preaching, faith is rising up in you to do anything for the Lord. It's like, I can see it going like this. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Like you guys were singing earlier today. Whoop, whoop. Faith levels are rising up. Amen. Why? Because you're hearing the, the anointed word of God that's being preached by someone sent to you. So I said to somebody this week, <clears throat> you need to hear the word more. Because faith comes by hearing. Read the Bible out loud so that you could, your ears can hear it. Because you're tuned in to voices of doubt and fear. You're only listening to the bad news. You put it on the radio, it's bad news. You put it on the TV, it's bad news. You read the newspaper, it's bad news. Read the good news. Read it out loud over yourself. Take the Psalms, read it. Take the Gospels and read it. Take the Epistles and read it to yourself. We've got the Bible School online now. You can listen to it. We've got podcasts. We've got all the, all the tools for you to use. But you need to do it yourself. And faith will come by hearing. In Romans, it says, How shall they preach, how sh- how shall they preach unless they are sent? Yeah? Well, it starts off with, how shall they call on the name of the Lord if they haven't believed? And how shall they believe if they haven't heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they've been sent? So in Romans 10, it shows you, God sent someone to preach for you so that you can hear, so that faith can rise up in your heart, so that you can call on the name of the Lord, so that you can be saved. You get saved by calling on the name of the Lord, because you have faith, that comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That is preached to you by someone that is sent from God. Must I do it again? Someone is sent so that you, you can preach the word of the Lord. So you can hear the word of the Lord. So you can believe the word of the Lord. And call on the name of the Lord and you can be saved. Must I go back? How does faith come? Like that. 
God sends you to a friend. I've got a word for you. God sends you to your family in the morning at breakfast table. I've got a word for you. They won't have faith if you, the sent one, doesn't give it to them. You must do it. Preach the word in season and out of season. Actually, no, listen to Leslie. While it's out of season, I'm supposed to preach in and out of season. This is the out of season. It's not like strawberries that you can only get in one season. Preaching is in and out of season. Amen? Just do it. Just be a faithful messenger. And faith will come by hearing. Amen? Listen to the messages again. Until it becomes part of the whole operating system of faith that your new creature lives by. Your new creature cannot live by doubt. So those old things and those old ways of doing things, you know, in the past you do things a certain way. Your old creature did not get the results you want. So why do you want to carry on with the old ways? Break those old ways and realize you're a new creature in Christ that only works by faith. And you can only do something if you have faith to do it. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. This is how it's going to work for you. It's not going to work any other way, only by faith. And the Bible says, whatever is not of faith is sin. So so whatever you do, if you have faith to do it, and this real faith, the substance faith that we're talking about today, that's what makes you new. That's what helps you inherit all. Amen? So yes, I didn't get to this last week, and I'm quite glad we spent another week on it, maybe a few more weeks on faith, because faith is what we live by. This is a victory that overcomes your world, even your faith. Nothing else. Amen? Are you overcomers? Well, then you'll inherit all. Jesus will make all things new. You inherit all the things God has for you. It might take a while, but with faith and patience, you inherit all the promises. So I'm going to operate that way, and I know you are too. Uh, People ask me, how's this going? And how's that going? Well, you say, by faith. Uh, By faith, I believe we'll do it. When? I don't know. I'm working with God on this. Ah. Ah, well, we'll have to see. He said, no, we will see. You'll be laughing on the other side of my faith. (laughs) Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this new operating system. Thank you for reminding us of the things we do know. There's a lot of believers here. But Lord, I pray that you'll help them overcome the old things. Holy Spirit, remind them of it. And as they overcome it, let them inherit all things that you have for them, what the devil's been stealing from them. In Jesus' name. Devil, you're a liar. You've been exposed. People will see your works now. And you will be defeated in their lives because the Lord Jesus has rebuked you in their lives. Because they operate by faith like Jesus, you cannot touch them now. Everywhere the devil looks now, he sees Jesus. And he goes, how is there so many of them I tried to kill him? Now he doesn't know who to target. Because Jesus is everywhere. He must be very depressed. So he tries to get you to be depressed with him. Ach, shame. What a depressed being. Wanted to be God. 
Well, I'm sorry you're not, and the Lord rebukes you, and you keep falling like lightning from heaven. Every time someone releases their faith in Jesus Christ, Satan falls. It's like the beginning of Mr. Bean, you know, when Mr. Bean falls out of heaven. Cha-boom! 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 Boom-boom-boom! Cha-boom! Jesus has a remote control in heaven and he goes, let's play that back and forward and back and forward and back and forward. Angels, come look at this. People are believing in my name there in Cape Town in a rainy day. Look at them, they're overcoming things. Look, Satan is falling again. Jump, boof, jump, boof, jump, boof. So the angels go, do it again, do it again, replay, replay. They're having a blast in heaven, laughing and happy for us that we're overcoming things in Jesus' name in this day and age, in this time. Huh? Hallelujah. Let it rain. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're more than overcomers in Christ. We speak faith. Amen. I speak faith into your lives. As you hear these words, faith rises in your hearts. Jesus is with you. You are more than overcomers because you're in Christ. Behold, He makes all things new. Behold, you will inherit all the things God has for you in Jesus' name. Because you've overcome those things. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Now we can go home and have lunch. Blessed to our bodies in Jesus' name. Amen. If you still need prayer after this, which I don't think you do, we will pray for you by faith. But uh, let's collect those offering of tools and support our friend and ask him to fix things and hopefully they can get underway. Amen. Have a great week. God bless you. We love you.